Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, welcome back to Love Clues. Before we kick off this episode, we would like to acknowledge that we are living, working, recording this podcast on Gadigal land. We'd like to pay our respects to the First Nations peoples who took care of this place long before we were around. Thank you. everyone and welcome back to Love Clues. My name is Grace. My name is Lily. And of course we make up the band called Clues. This is a show where we talk to beautiful people that we have had the honour of crossing paths with about their experiences of dating, love, romance, friendships, all the beautiful things that life has to offer. So let's talk about love. Let's do it. Today, we are getting sporty. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Here in the studio, we have a beautiful couple who, interestingly, are both players in the AFLW. If that's not a power couple, I'm sorry. (laughs) You can literally hang up the phone right now. Stop listening to this podcast. I don't want to hear you. Okay. Catherine Smith joined the Giants ahead of the 2021 season following a three-year stint at the Melbourne, in this water corrected, to Demos. <laughs> Demons. <laughs> three-year stint at the Demo Melbourne Club. Demons. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa Steen was selected by the Giants in the 2019 draft, playing three seasons with the club before moving on to join the Swans, who she plays for now. Fuck yeah. We have heard a little bit about their love story before getting them, getting to meet them in person, and we can't wait to get their perspective on romance, sexuality, sport, and everything in between. Welcome to Love Clues, Lisa and Catherine. Thank you for Thank having you us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Heroes. Oh my God. Now, let the record show. Lisa and Catherine have both come straight from training and the first thing Lily and I said was, wow, they both have really good style. So I don't know how they did that quick turnaround, but, man, you've absolutely nailed it, so thank you for making it here today. We're lucky the clubs have good facilities. (laughs) (laughs) A nice shower. Yeah, that helps. (laughs) Nice moisturiser. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I thought we could kick things off by asking you how you met. What's your meet cute story? How did we end up here today? They're sitting next to each other on a couch. <laughs> Their hands are over each other's. It's just... <laughs> Actually, you're the first couple we've had on this season. So, Ooh. And maybe the only couple, I think. Wow. So, That's really cool. Okay, I'm sorry. Over to you. <laughs> How did you meet? Yeah. Tell um, well, I moved up to Sydney um, to play for the Giants mm-hmm. um, in the 2020 and I was actually in like a hotel quarantine because it was still like that COVID crazy time. Mm. And Lee sent all of us who was in hotel quarantine a big-ass cookie 
And I was like, <laughs> oh, nice. who is this person? I've never met her before, but like, I love this cookie. Great yeah. start. <laughs> and then I think the first time we met was at DY Beach as I got out of quarantine. My crazy dog, our now dog Ziggy was there. Um, yeah, that was the first time we met. And then we were obviously teammates after that. Yeah. Yeah, we met, um, was it, I don't know, one of the beaches, the northern beaches, Dog Beach, um, and we had like a, a bonding day down there where we just had like a few of the girls that played and that was the first time we met. I guess we have a meet cute but not really a meet cute because mm. we were like really good friends before anything kind of oh, eventuated. Were you? So, yeah, I had a partner oh, right. when we first met and you had, had a, a partner, partner as well. We so we were met. just really good friends and on the same football team and yeah. I probably became one of Smith's better friends in the team and, like, was kind of her support network here because she obviously had moved away from mm. her family and all her best friends to come here. Um, one of the stories you always say is about, like, when her baby is her fur baby, Ziggy. Like, oh, that Ziggy, is her yeah, child. Like, And when we, the first season that she came, I, w- I didn't get selected to play and she did and we kind of didn't know each other too well at that point but she had to leave Ziggy with someone and she chose to leave Ziggy with me and... <gasps> I took that um, wholeheartedly big and it was a big responsibility. Yeah. So I, I made so sure, you That's know. a lot of pressure. I was like, can you please send me photos every second? <laughs> like, I need yeah, photos totally. and updates of how he's going. So I think that's where our kind of friendship yeah. eventuated more because Ziggy loved me. So, <laughs> um, And then we were, yeah, just really, really good friends. friends. And then we both kind of um, separated from our partners and then we kind of were going out together a lot. Like we were like, woo, we're single, we're let's single go out. Like, yeah. <laughs> enjoy ourselves, mm. like meet other people and stuff. But then we kind of always ended up coming back together, home together and like hanging out. And, yeah. And oh, so you yeah. just gravitated. Gravit- wow. And there was like rumours within the team that like we were dating before we actually even like were dating. Like there was like wow. a few girls were like, are you guys together? I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, we're just really, really good friends. I think I was <laughs> oblivious to it. Was, like, yeah. was, okay. that, was yeah. that true for a while or like not very long? You, when you were kind of like going out together and clubbing or whatever, were you genuinely just friends for a while? Yeah, we were genuinely like, just yeah. friends and then like yeah. there was probably like it turned wow. and then we just kind of like made any excuse to see each other or like Lisa. She kissed me and then she fell in love. Naturally. Of course, who can blame her? But okay, that is so weird because I swear every conversation that we've had about love on this podcast with someone or a couple who are are like in a good place and in love they always talk about how they were friends first it's just like I don't know do you think being with other people and having that like non-pressured romantic time to just like hang out and be friends as people made your has made your relationship like I don't know stronger or more successful I definitely think that like for me like Lise mentioned coming from Sydney I didn't really have that much of a support network and mm. she was probably like my biggest support network here who I felt probably most vulnerable with as a friend mm. and so even just like instantly at least as one of my good friends in the team I felt really comfortable to talk to her kind of about like anything everything and I was like weirdly really really vulnerable with her. Are you not normally? So, no nah, not normally like I told mm. st- stuff to Lise like I wouldn't really tell yeah, my normal friends. Wow. So and think, you wouldn't tell you wouldn't be the, I'm guessing I wouldn't be but you probably wouldn't be that vulnerable with someone that you've like just started dating. Exactly like right. Like if you mm. started dating straight away you're sort of like oh I'm trying to be cool like do they True. like me? Yeah. Yeah and so yeah, then and that's so nice. like Lisa knew probably my deepest darker se- wow. secrets before we actually got together and then yeah, right. it just like probably allowed me to be heaps more vulnerable in like our relationship and yeah. Wow. I think there's like both sides of it because I think like a relationship is made up of other than intimacy, it's like friendship, that's like the basis of a relationship and trust and we had already developed that. But then I think with that comes 
the stress of like, well, what if it doesn't work out kind of thing, mm. you know, like we've got such yeah. good friendship. What if we take this further and then it doesn't work? Is it going to taint our friendship? Like because mm. we both like yeah, need true. each other in our lives in some way. Hopefully it mm. was like this and it is it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, Did but, you have that as an actual conversation? Yeah. Yes. We had that as a very <laughs> kind of like large conversation earlier because mm. like I was scared to like lose probably like one of my biggest supports up here and yeah. our friendship was so solid and so great. So that was like a really big conversation obviously that we wanted to get in if we were going to continue like make sure it was serious and yeah yeah it was and and also like you already know you know your best mates like vulnerabilities and like their past relationship stories and like what kind of makes them tick or what what their insecurities are within themselves and knowing that before we started dating made that transition like really easy because I feel like she was able to be super sensitive with what like yes. I need and I was able to do the same for her. So yeah, Probably I think more it's so a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. emotional girl. <laughs> but you'd had those like emotional, deep, important conversations outside of a romantic context. Exactly. So then when you did decide to move forward together, you had already set this precedent of like, well, this is the relationship, you know, sure. It started as platonic or, you know, just friendships or whatever you set the precedent of like this is the type of relationship we're going to have and this is the way we're going to communicate, which is so amazing. Actually, it reminds me of we were at dinner recently with our friends and one of our friends was at the table talking about how she had just started seeing this guy and she's like, you know, 30-something. She's like, you know, looking for a serious relationship. She's from Sydney and she was talking to a guy in Melbourne and she like flew down to see him. It was this whole big thing, really exciting. He was chatting to her all the time, blah, 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 blah. And then he came up to Sydney and didn't try and see her. And she was like, oh, okay, that's a bit weird. You're literally in my city. I came all the way down to see you. And so she just said to him, she said, you know, how serious are you about this? And just tried to, you know, communicate normally with him. And he was like, oh, I feel like it's moving too fast and da 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 And we had this She's whole like, I'm con- not in love with you. I'm just <laughs> asking. No, exactly. And we had this whole conversation about like I feel like when you try and communicate And, of course, we can't really do sweeping statements of whether women are a better communicator, (laughs) but I feel like it's probably true because in these situations where you just, you're trying to just communicate with a man as you would with anyone and it's like they take it as, oh, she's obsessed with me and like, oh, she's, you know, this is too intense, I can't do it, whatever. Do you think that being two women, like do do you have a kind of communication style that means you don't kind of fall into those, traps that men often do. I don't know if that's like a generalisation or I if that would be true. This is definitely one you can say to me. Well, my partner prior to Catherine or Smitty, everyone calls her Smitty, um, yeah. was a male mm. um, and I've only oh, ever... Oh, so you got a point of comparison. Yeah. Yes. So I'd only ever been with men before and been I was... with females. So yeah. 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 No yeah. comparison. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I have a good point of comparison. I think definitely, but more so for me, I guess, like, I find when I'm communicating with Catherine... Or Smitty, she already knows. Communicating with Smitty, it's like she already gives me the response that I'm kind of wanting, mm. like, and listens the way I want to listen, like somebody to listen to me. Whereas with a lot of men, and this isn't like I had an amazing relationship prior, but a lot of men, you kind of say something and you want a response, like you're asking something but you know what you want them to say and they don't say it. It's like they're clueless. Oh, my God, yes. I don't really. So you're like on the same emotional wavelength already or something. Yes. Hey, that is so true. I remember saying to Lily all the time like, oh, I wish like, you know, people could just 
we've talked about how you can't expect people to read your mind. Yes. And But I'm like, but if I said something to, you know, one of my girlfriends, they would just know, they would know what I was talking about. And it's like men don't have that same, like, internal <laughs> language or rules. Oh, that is so it's, interesting. And I mean, that, like you said, that might not be for all males, but mm, I yeah. found, like, in my experiences, like, 100%. And I think, like, with what you said about, like, clear communication, I do agree. I think women are just really good communicators and they're I more, true. I think, I don't know invested in the conversation and patient to listen and like really listen before responding whereas mm. sometimes males like hear little bits and pieces and then <laughs> respond like abruptly or that could also just be my experiences but yeah definitely easier communicating <gasps> with a female one of the many that is perks. so interesting yeah <laughs> also guys I'm like get yourself someone who looks at you the way that Lisa and Sydney look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's really awesome. Oh, my okay, God. So, it's so true. So Grace and I are sisters, right? Mm. Not dating, obviously. <laughs> sisters <laughs> or dating. I don't know why I need to clarify that. But Lily has actually gotten not. in a habit. <laughs> Lily has gotten in a habit of, like, saying that live on stage. No, because like, I think it's really funny. funny. Lily goes, like, Lily goes, so siblings or dating? And I'm like, why do you keep saying this? Because <laughs> it's like funny. a funny Instagram, like Instagram page. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, but people in like every like press interview we ever do, people are like, oh, what's it like having a working relationship with someone that you're so close to, right? And I don't know, we have Mm. our own take on that. But it's the same as you guys. Like you work in the same industry. You've Mm. been on the same teams before. You obviously got to know each other when you were like teammates. But then I know that obviously sport has this whole competitive side. Obviously, that's the whole point of it. Do you have to kind of wade through that side of your relationship that much or is it simple? Is it totally separate or...? I think we're probably... It's not separate. It's not separate because our lives do yeah. kind of roll yeah. around football. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think probably us being friends and teammates first does actually help that. Like I, I knew Lisa's my Giants teammate before she was my partner, obviously. So mm. like I kind of knew how she is around the club and it needs around the club before like bringing the partner side into it. It does sometimes get challenging because we are so busy and then yeah. got different schedules and stuff like that. But to me, like now being actually on different teams, the best thing is now I can just support Lisa as my partner rather than mm. when we're on the same team, like your teammate, your partner, it's kind of different support that you need to provide. But now like being on separate teams and full like team Lisa all the way and could just support her 150% oh, rather than yeah, like yeah. when we're on the same team, it was like as your teammate, yes. I can see you work really, really hard. You did an amazing job. Like don't stress as your partner. I love you. But now it's just like I can just be fully 100% there as her support as a partner. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Do you prefer this dynamic now to when you were at the Giants together? I would say yes. I think it's nice to kind of have our own things as well because, like, we spend all of our time together Mm. and I love – actually, we don't have a lot of time now, but (laughs) any time that we do have, we spend it together and, like, we were living together pretty much towards the end of the Giants season, working together, like, just doing everything together and we didn't really have that independence in our – football journeys like our football journeys were being morphed into like almost one and it's almost like oh Smitty and Lisa Smitty and Lisa yeah. whereas now mm, we have our own independent journeys and I've been able yeah. to move over to the Swans and kind of take on a role that I definitely wouldn't have been able to been afforded the opportunity at the Giants and kind of been able to step outside of our relationship and become completely independent which has been really nice as well yeah um, and I think from the competitive side like you were saying it is hard, like playing on the same team, probably more so than playing on oh, opposite, team. opposite teams because oh, there's like the the same, yeah. Yeah, like you're you're for the same, same spot. Totally. So there was times where I got cut 
so she could play or she got cut so <laughs> I could play. And, yeah. But and I think like, we're both... That's like, baby. Oh, it's <laughs> not easy, but yeah, we're both totally. really good teammates, I would, like, yeah. say. And I think one of the best things... Lisa's one of the best teammates you can have, so... Like, yeah. <laughs> being a good teammate and a good sports person, especially in a team sport, is mm. being able to 100% support your team, even if it mm. means that you're not playing. Like, you know that yes. they picked the best team for that match. So as much as, like, internally you're crushed because you don't get to take the field, you're like, okay, I know they've picked... It's like you're trained to know 100%. that it's just business. Yeah. And, basically. like, if it's going to be anyone other than me, the person that I would want true. it most to be yeah, true. is yeah, Smitty. True. So, and I know that she would get the job done. Um, that's true. So Wow, that's yeah. such a, like, for the greater good mindset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like <laughs> most selfless team. Yeah, yeah, like an individualistic. You know, that just made me think as well, like, what you were saying about what makes good teamwork. Do you think that being a professional athlete has, like, affected the way that you operate in a relationship, like, in a positive way? Yeah. I, I think we, think so. like, in a relationship it's not always, like, 50-50. Like, some days, like, I'm absolutely cooked and Lisa needs to give you a bit more and vice versa. And mm. I think that's where we understand, like, we're both exhausted from, like, working and playing. Mm. Um, and so, like, if I get home early, like, more than happy to do dinner, do the dishes and stuff, help out that. So it makes it easier for Lisa. And I think that's, mm. like what you talk about being selfless is like in a relationship you do sometimes need to do a bit more on certain days to make it easier for the other person. Oh, I think so we're both true. very good at understanding that and understanding what we both need on a certain day. 100%. Mm. And like we talk about at the Swans a lot, like because we are still part-time athletes, like you work and you do lots of other things and you might come into the club and you're going to give 100% of what you've got but you might only have 80% that day. Mm. So that means somebody else in your team needs to give 120% that day. Mm. Um, so I think that really talks what you're oh, saying. Like we do that at home. Like I might have a slog of a training session and be home at like 10.30 at night and then dinner's on the table for me and my lunch is packed oh. for the next day and, and then there's always box. a little treat in my lunchbox. Oh, my God. <laughs> work and I open it up and there's a, like two real? squares of This is your yeah, life. Yeah, that's Sorry, wait, wait, this is yeah. your life? I'm my life. Okay, cool, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, my <laughs> life. Guys. God, wow, that's um, amazing. That's not okay. It's so okay that it's actually disgusting. Like, no, if you can't true. tell, Lily and I are both single. <laughs> Did you tell the girls about Brandon? No. No, actually, do you know Brandon Jack? Anyway. He he was played, he used to be a Swans player. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, he played for the Swans. Yeah. He did, yes, yes, yes. So we were dating, broke up like last This year. doesn't have to go in the podcast, but it's just so it's interesting random fun fact. like out Swans one connection. So you would have AFL. quite a knowledge yeah, about exactly. the club and the yeah. Swans. Totally. And, I do, yeah. yeah. Or like the culture and the culture blah, blah, blah. of the Swans. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. bloods. Yeah. yeah. But um bloods culture. Yeah, yeah. But we're not like I wasn't dating Brandon anymore. I'm like, guys, I was on the little sidecar <laughs> riding along with you. But it's like interesting. That's the only glimpse I've had into AFL, but it, I feel like it's interesting how much, I don't know, it shapes you as a person, like your personality being yeah. in that world. Yeah, it seems so yeah, totally all-consuming. And like you were saying, it's not a separate thing for you. Like that's your identity. Like that's not just your job. It's like your life. Yeah, but it teaches you so much. Like it teaches you like leadership qualities, resilience, like empathy, like it just things that there's no way I would be the person that I am if I didn't play footy. And especially at the professional level, like I was playing local footy and running around having fun with my mates, but it's not the same discipline and like you don't learn the same like lessons. Whereas, yeah, Mm. I know that I'll be a better person like when Mm. I finish my career than I was when I started for sure. Oh my God. Oh, that's a perfect segue because I really wanted to talk about because obviously the whole podcast is about love and I wanted to talk about the love that is there or that isn't there in your relationship with sport, especially because, like you were saying, you it's a part-time gig. So it's like 
it must take so much energy and time from your life that it like I'm like what does it give back to you yeah I think like I've loved footy ever since I was like three five years old like Mm. first time at Auskick was following my big brother around fell in love with footy and just have always played footy so footy has been my life forever and I think it gives me so much in terms of like in Sydney like Giants is my footy family and because I don't have family up here I'm majority of like there's a good handful of the team that I count as my Sydney family. Mm. Um, I love the competitiveness. I love pushing myself to the absolute limits. Winning is the best. Like when you're, <laughs> when you're in the circle and you're singing this song with like 30 of your good mates mm. and it gives you so much, it is hard when we are working full time and we are balancing training commitments with that. Um, but like as Lee's touched on before, it's like you've just got to get to a point where you get to training you can give – you're 100% or however much you can give on that day, mm. knowing that when you do that, your teammates will get around you. There's like this beautiful connection between your teammates. When you guys do kick a goal, it's like this great mm. celebration. Wow. Um, I love the game. I always have. That's yeah. Cool. I think there's like ebbs and flows. Like there's times where I feel like I'm giving more to the game than what it's giving me. Mm. And then there's times where I feel like it's giving me so much and I'm only giving it as much as I kind of can. And mm. I think um, – I'm a teacher outside of football, so I still am working at the moment. Like I work four days a week and then train one day and then train three afternoons and a Saturday. So we train like a lot and it's just squishing all of that in. So sometimes I'll finish work, get to training and I'm like, I am so cooked. Like the last thing I feel like doing is running around an oval right now. But then I get there and like all the girls are there and the vibes are up and then I remember, I think just having gratitude, I remember how like extremely lucky I am to be able to play and be paid Wow. Even though it's, it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. <laughs> but be paid to do what I love. Like I wouldn't, couldn't have dreamed of that when I was younger, like mm. running. Like I only started playing footy when I was 20 or what? so. Yeah, 19 or 20. Yeah, So right. I started a lot later in like my career because I did like every other sport under the sun. Um, oh but God. I always wanted to go to the Olympics and be a professional athlete and never did I think that I would actually do it. So. Wow. Every time I kind of like take a step back and think about that, I'm like, it has given me so much. It gives me like a purpose, yeah. like a love for sport and my teammates and hopefully I'm giving the game just as much because I want to shape the game for the future generations that are coming through so they don't have to do what we're oh, doing. Oh, totally. And, you know, <laughs> that makes me think like even when I was with Brandon, he obviously knew people who like played AFLW or whatever and he used to talk to me about like he used to have a housemate whose girlfriend was in a team and just, you know, doing what you guys are doing, I guess. And he would talk about, like, she would come home from working an eight-hour shift, go to training, like, rinse and repeat every single day or whatever order it was in. And he used to say, like, I can't believe it's not the same. He was like, I thought being in the Swans was hard until he realised what his, you know, female equivalents are having to do to be able to, you know, get in the same amount of training and play the same amount of games and all of that. Yeah. Uh, like that is just totally wild. And, you <laughs> you know, uh, that's awesome that you feel so lucky. But like you said, we've got a long way to go. And Clues has a bit of a sporty story oh to us God. because <laughs> Lily. Wait. Let me say it. Let me say it. <laughs> Lily's no, going. Lily is the captain of the UNSW Guys, women's rugby team. Wait, you are in the presence of someone who plays Third division, <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. We're no, in the but, presence of greatness. We're in the Great presence of greatness. Greater. But I will say there's only one thing I love as much as I love music and it's sport. Yeah. 100%. Because in a weird way, I feel like it serves 
like sport and music as industries and as practices serve the same like social purpose, if that makes sense. It's like community and entertainment and connection and, you know, like, I don't know, they're just like very similar. And they're both microcosms of society. Yeah, and they're male-dominated industries. <laughs> what else? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's so weird. They like culturally kind of I don't know. So the same purpose. Anyway, so yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know. Women I can't sport. even explain to you how much I love women's sport. <laughs> That's why I was so excited to have you guys on. But yeah, like we were saying at the start of the podcast, I don't think it recorded. Um, it's always interesting to me because I do so much work in like. Um, doing all my postgrad in like gender in music right and I actually sometimes feel like when I open up that topic of conversational people like ask me about my work I'm kind of like oh I don't really feel like talking about it today because I like live in it do you know what I mean and I just wanted to know how much you engage with that on a day-to-day basis and how much you know mental energy you give to like what you said developing the sport for women yeah I think um I've, this is my eighth season, so I've been mm. along the AFLW journey since the start where yeah. it was very, very minimal, next to nothing pay. And now it has, we're in a, a really great position compared to some other female sports. But to me, it does get a little bit exhausting. It's more exhausting from you tell someone you're an AFLW athlete and like, they'll be like, oh, like you'll get there full time. Like, how's the pay? I bet you it's not that great. So you're having these like little conversations basically on the day to day when you meet new people or people at work that are like, oh, you'll get there or when is it going to get full time? And, like, we don't have the answers. We mm. wish it could be next year. We wish we could play be full-time athletes next year and not have to worry about work on top of that, but that's not the reality. So I think for me it's hard when those constant conversations are ha- being happen, happening. Mm. We both are on the AFLPA delegate, like, association, which is, like, pushing for our CBAs to be better and the pay to be better and the hours to be better. Mm. So, like, Lisa and I, like, we definitely want to make sure that we're improving the AFLW competition so it's better for the people coming behind us and hopefully me for a few more seasons and Lisa for yeah. a few more seasons too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I Sorry, I just wanted to quickly ask, is there full-time, is that a thing that exists So there's some, women? Some, uh, some AFLW girls would be on a salary that's Like specific full-time. athletes. Substantial so. enough to be their only job but nobody would be full-time because we only play six 10 months. games six months of the year. In quotation marks. <laughs> 12 months of the year. Says the girls who train their ass <laughs> yeah. around. Wait, yeah. is that what you mean yeah, in yeah. the quotation marks? Yeah, so it's we're like... only technically like six months a year so we only yeah. pre-season. I think we're paid for now. We're paid? Nine or yeah, eight? But the, the six months we're paid a, a larger sum and then in those off-season, which is like three months they pay in the off-season, yeah. it's only for how many hours is it they pay for? Like five or Like five or so <laughs> hours. It's not a oh, lot. Whereas if yeah. you only trained for the six months and then decided, okay, well, I've done my job now, I've done my season, mm. I'm just going to go travelling and On do holiday. absolutely no yeah. work whatsoever, you wouldn't get listed again. You wouldn't play again. So, As in because you wouldn't be fit enough. You wouldn't be to fit enough. Around. You wouldn't improve enough. Yeah. Like you wouldn't be around your teammates and building the culture of the club enough. Like where So they pay you for six months knowing that you're going to be working for 12 months. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Um, excuse me, <laughs> what the actual fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. my God. I don't okay, mind. Sorry, like, yeah. I don't mind talking about it. I feel like. It can be exhausting when we're like, how are we still here? Like, how are we still (laughs) here talking about it? But also, like, an advocate for fighting the good fight, you know, Mm. and want to get our voices heard because 
sometimes it's like ignorance. A lot of people actually don't know. They're like, oh, wow, we can't believe that you aren't full-time. Like I actually teach at um, an all-boys school. I'm ignorant. Especially if you're yeah. not in it as an industry. Say you're like a, just a fan or an observer. I don't know. I, I definitely feel like... Not everyone is like hyper clued up on the newest politics in whatever sport they're following, right? Mm. So it is, yeah. I do think you can't underestimate what people don't know. And it's mm. ignorance in not a negative way. Like, yeah, no, like, no, like they know. just don't know, well, which is yeah, fine because it's like if everybody knew and no one cared, yeah. then we have a problem. Yes. But oh, that's that true. Then it'll be people so much worse. That's true. don't know, that. like, that's okay. We can educate them. Like, mm. I was telling some of the boys at my school, they yeah. were asking me, like, oh, how much do you get paid, miss? And I was kind of thinking, oh, should I tell them, should I not? Mm. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to tell them, like, the sum that we get paid. I told them, they're like, that's pretty good. And then I was like, okay, let me break it down to you. Mm. Let me tell you how much that would be a month. Mm -hmm. And then I told them, I'm like, and then a week. And then they were like, and how much is rent? And I told them and they were like, oh, so you can't even cover your rent with your football money. Mm. And I was like, no, that's why I'm here working. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like it sounds pretty good on paper, but when you put in the amount of hours that we are going training to. and working and the amount of hours that we're not paid for because we do it because we love it and we want to succeed and be as, mm. as amazing as we can be. So we it Comes back to that love. That yes, you love it. About. You just love it. Yeah. Um, but I don't wow. mind talking about it. I, I love women's sport. I'm like, I think I'm, I'm like you there, Lil. I love it. So. Yeah. See, oh you're like totally. Lisa, Lily. <laughs> just like Lisa. I'm exactly like Lisa. <laughs> you know what? I hope rugby makes you a better person. You could really use some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, okay, wait. I But, okay, well, just to harp on about women's sport for a second, even at, so you guys are professionals, you're elite athletes. Wow. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I actually do know what you mean. I'm like, okay, so then I engage with sport from just like a community fun, fun, fun level, right, which is the polar opposite of the spectrum. But I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, we didn't have a women's whatever rugby team at school. Like I didn't start playing footy till even though we grew up watching and sorry, I'm like we're like a union family. I don't really know <laughs> much about Ava, but we grew up watching rugby and I could name the Sterling Mortlocks and the George Gregans and the, you know, David Pococks or whatever. <laughs> and it's like then when I started playing footy like way, way, way older, I was like, oh, my God, this has, like, enriched my life so much. And exactly what you said, Grace, like made me a better person for all the reasons you were saying at the professional level you know, that filters down into the community level. 100%. So I'm like even, I don't know, I just think that sometimes, and it's the same with the involvement like with women in music and underrepresentation and everything. I'm like I feel like sometimes people overlook that it's not even just about like the money and like pay, like financially pay everyone the same. I'm like it filters down to like role models and like don't you just want girls to be involved in sport you know like you were saying from when you were three or five years old like shouldn't everyone just be doing that I'm like don't you understand the reason that we're gonna get there is by like mm -hmm. you know having professional role models I know it just yeah. like I think it's really cool like I work in like the participation sport yeah and yeah, you definitely were saying. like growing like girls initiatives and just providing more opportunities for girls to, to be involved in sport yeah. and I'm really blessed to see that mm. and I think it's really cool that, yeah, from an AFLW sense that young girls are growing up and they're fan. They might be the biggest fan of Taylor Harris or Ellie Blacker mm. and yeah, or like yeah, Elise true. Parker. Yeah, yeah. And yes. it's not your typical like male AFL yeah. players. Like that's the names that they're coming out of their mouths when you're at clinics wow. and stuff like that. They're talking about AFLW players, and I think, and even it's even more impressive when you're at a clinic and there's like a eight year old boy and he's like. Who's Elise Parker or who's Daisy, Daisy, Pierce. Daisy Pierce? And like, yeah. oh my God, they're my favorite player. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's so like, cool. That's yeah, actually yeah. like one of the coolest moments yeah. is when you have interactions like that because totally. then it is like 
young kids aren't just seeing professional athletes as males. They're mm. not having any agenda associated yes. with it. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's oh, nice. that is so powerful. <laughs> yep. You can Done. Really <laughs> yeah. But Guys. Okay, so where do you get your – both of you have this kind of like gratitude, I don't know, Ethos. mindset yeah. that seems very grounded. I think maybe I th- one sport, like you're – it's oh, okay, not totally. easy. Like you're in and out and, you know, once you don't have it, you kind of realise what you had and you realise that you need to take every moment for what mm. it is and really be grateful for it. Mm. Um, I worked really hard – to get onto a list for AFLW, like it didn't come easy to me. I missed out for like four seasons. So four, five, five years I trained and worked my butt off and still didn't get on a list. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, now that I am on one, I just feel so grateful to mm-hmm. like I try – sometimes I forget but then I look back at myself seven years ago and all I wanted was to be where I am now. I couldn't have even imagined being where I am now. So I look at it like that and I think I've taken that into like other aspects of my life as well and being like, well, I'm studying or have studied and I'm working. Like we have two amazing dogs. I have an amazing partner. Like there's so many things. It's like things you're doing it. To you be, picture you, the yeah. life that you want to live and yeah. then one day you turn around and you're like, hold on. You can't, it's this so easy it. to <laughs> always be reaching for the next thing but sometimes you just be like, wow, like, you know, 13-year-old me would be like pretty stoked right now. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's so <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I feel the same. Like my childhood dream was to play AFL, mm. and I used to tell mum and dad, like I'll become prime minister, so then you girls can <laughs> girls can play. Like my prep, like what do you want to be when you're older? Yeah. Prime minister to change the rules so that women can play AFL. So that I could just play so it. It was a stepping stone. And then that's, I was oh, that's awesome. so, so lucky that my actually, when I turned 18, my year 12 year was the first ever AFLW draft. So like I oh, was wow. like okay, in yeah, year yeah. 12. Wow. The right age group, right yeah. time. Perfect age group, perfect time. And it like all happened at once. Wow. And so like I got to live out my childhood dream and still am. Yeah. And so I'm so fortunate that, like, young Smitty, who was writing mm. that on a piece of paper, fortunately for everyone, I never had to become president. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, there's president now. Yeah. Okay. Prime Minister, president. president. <laughs> Queen. Um, yeah. <laughs> Why not? So that, that, like, I could yeah. live out that dream. So I think that oh. is just something that I'm so grateful for that it did kind of all align. And then um, moving from Melbourne to Sydney was, was challenging, but then mm. I always wanted to live, like, on the beach and have this beautiful weather and have this beautiful life and all this kind of stuff and like now we ha- now are. I have it so I'm so so thankful for that and it wasn't easy but you got oh. there and it, yeah guys that mm. is so beautiful your dreams came true and my our dreams came true for getting you on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for coming on love clues this has been like oh my gosh it's been really expansive so thank you Thank you Thank so you. much for having us. Yeah, you guys rock. You guys are so awesome and you make me believe in love. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want a beautiful partner. Maybe guys. you need to cross to the dark side. <laughs> I honestly might. Oh, it's been said before. It's been said, <laughs> it's been said before. It's been suggested. Yeah. You guys I mean, are so cool. Thank you. Oh, Thank you so you much. You guys are so cool. <laughs> Thank good. you so much, seriously. You're so, like, Thank wise you. and you're both so eloquent. <laughs> We're going to walk out. We're not going to have to out the door. Yeah, yeah, I only follow one team in the AFLW. Swans. It's not the Bloods. It's Team 